Hey, Rob. Yeah, what's up? So we're we're going to Epcot today. Okay. What's the What's the first ride you go um, to when you go to Epcot? Well, I mean, I I I'll do Space Your Birth. Not t- too long. There's it's forty minute wait. There's too many people. Oh yikes. Uh, okay. So if I I just got into Epcot, Space Your Birth's too long. Um, uh, maybe Soren. Soren was pretty fast. Derivative. Too much like the original. You know, just listen. There's there's better rides out there. And in fact, oh, oh my God, is that is that a pan flute? I hear it in the distance. Well, guys, my name is Mike, and I'm Rob, and together we are the E Ticket Podcast. But we're not just the E Ticket Podcast. In fact, we're we're going on a on a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, diversity, and the often surprising nature of living with the land. I teared up as you were saying that. That was beautiful. <laughs> Our journey begins as dramatic and sudden changes are sweeping over the land. Oh, we're just going to jump in the ride, huh? We're just going <laughs> to do the whole thing. Yeah, oh, so living with the land. Just, it's so good. Epcot Classic, uh... If it didn't open for opening day, which I'm sure it did, then it opened close to it. So Very close. That's so much research I've done into this because we don't have to do research. We, we've known it. We loved it. We've lived it. And I it's, couldn't say it better myself. I mean, honestly, go. living with the land definitely has a fair share of people that uh, don't like it for whatever oh. reason. Oh, for sure. I am, I am sometimes that person when I've already been on it twice that month. <laughs> I don't need to go on it a third time, Mom. But what if you did? It has happened. See, here's the thing. Um, the second that I hear the opening notes of that pan flute... It hits. I, the serotonin boost that I get is unreal. It's just... Doo, 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 doo. It's over for me. <laughs> and also, living with the land is just... It's, a, it's, a, it's an example of what Epcot used to be like. It's a true edutainment ride. Mm-hmm. You learn about how... We work on not having people run out of food. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> Which is very important. Learn about <laughs> learn about different agricultural techniques. I mean, it's just it's just a aquaculture, neat ride. hydroponics. Yeah. So, let's start with the queue. We'll start with where it is. Oh yeah, well it's in a whole pavilion. Living with the land is inside the land pavilion. Look at that. Which also has the other attractions, Awesome Planet, which. Admittedly, is like a it's like a fun little little show. You, you know, know it's, it's better than you think it is. Yeah, it yeah. kind of reminds me of like a Nat Geo special. That's like basically this is what Earth would be like if I was selling it to you. Yeah, it is. It is. Ty Burrell is basically dusting off his character from Modern Family, which is a real estate agent, mm-hmm. and he's trying to sell you on Earth. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool. Like it's just a cool concept. It's not bad. Yeah. Anyway, and no then you have Soren, which is a really cool ride. Yep, Soren around the world, so cool. It doesn't end in a G. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Also, the place where, when I worked at Disney, people would get very confused as to where the entrance was, despite the fact that you, you mean know, the giant letters. Yeah, folks, I'm blind. It's right there. <laughs> uh, you also have uh, two food locations in there. One of which is Garden Grill. Uh, which I still to this day have not actually eaten yet. But... I haven't eaten it, but as a former character attendant, I have I've been in it, uh, but I haven't I haven't had the need to work it. But I, I you know, got to learn a fair few. It's a moving restaurant. Yeah, yeah which is, which is also very with, cool. Yeah, it is conceptually cool. Uh, with it's a character meet and greet, so it's got Chip and Dale, Pluto, 
I, I uh, probably other folks. I don't know. It's been <laughs> it's been a while since I popped my head in there. And uh, then you also have Sunshine Seasons, which used to be known as the Farmer's Market. Yes. Uh, and also where I used to work. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah, we are now back on my home territory, yeah. as it were, yeah, uh, until Mike's... we do an episode about Blizzard Beach, I guess. But yeah. God only knows when that'll be, because Blizzard Beach kind of sucks. So You said it, not me. <laughs> so anyway, um, then you have Living with the Land, yeah. which just, it's so good. It's such a good ride. It's It's a classic possibly a cult classic depending on who you talk to um it's one of the we were just talking about this it's one of the few original rides mm-hmm. at epcot that's still mostly what it used to be yeah it's i think it's only undergone two or three script changes in the like 40 plus years that it's been there the you know, major change it's had is there used to be uh, a narrator in the boat, a la like a Jungle Cruise skipper, but like they weren't steering or nothing because there's nothing to steer. Hmm. Um, that was the thing way back when. Um, that's really the biggest change I can think of besides, you're right, some narration changes throughout, yeah. throughout the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I mean, to be honest with you, the not having a person in there, I think, actually adds to the experience because I think just having the narration just be narration kind of works better. But uh, I mean, a person in the boat would discourage some people from trying to get out of the boat. That's true, to say the least. I mean, yes, uh, we are. What? It's been like a year since that. That since girl... the famous cucumber incident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just... Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, living with the land. Living with the land. Uh, a ride that usually doesn't have much of a weight. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like if you if you see it over twenty minutes, it's either a lie or not. Not worth standing in. Yeah, where the park is really busy. Really in trouble. Yeah. I, I believe I have a screenshot on my phone and one day it was at 60 minutes. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I didn't go on it. I just got a screenshot of it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely not. I, I kind of look at Living with the Land at wait time in terms of the same vein that I look at E.T.'s wait time at Universal Studios, where, like, if either of those rides are above, like, 20 minutes, the park is busy as fuck. There's, just, there's just no way around it's pretty it. pretty good indicator. Like, it... Yeah, if you're going up to the Living with the Land and it's more than like three lines in the queue, then the park is busy that day. That's mm-hmm. just a very solid indicator as to how busy the park is. Gotcha. So you go through the queue. There's a bunch of writings from like school children all around the world talking about how important it is to take care of the environment, which, you know, it is. You know, because we're indoctrinating. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. It's <laughs> it's almost like the climate is changing as it gets hotter every year. What? Nah. That's so crazy. Nah. You're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the uh, you get in the ride and you hear those opening notes of that pan flute, and uh, then you're just off into what is one of my favorite rides at Epcot. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, rides is, in general. It's honestly. a great drinking around the world post ride. Yes. If you yeah, what Maelstrom used to be. Uh, well, for me, it was Universe of Energy. Or that, or, that oh. was my go-to post-drink around the world because you could have a whole bench to yourself. Sorry, sorry. you mean Ellen's Energy Adventure? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's 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 get it right. All right. Okay. Fair. Jeez. It's Ellen and Bill Nye talking about dinosaurs. What is there not to love about that? It's a hot topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, the Ellen DeGeneres part aside, it's Bill Nye talking about dinosaurs. So how about that? That's that true. A little, that's a little better? That's a good point. Al- Alex Trebek? Yes. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. 
I'm blanking. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I forget who played Albert Einstein. There was also there was no, a, it was a famous actor. That too. was actually Albert Einstein. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> how how <laughs> oh. how did this happen? Science. Uh, yeah. So anyway, living with the land, incredible. So you start out, you're going through a nice enclosed dark ride on a boat. On a boat. Um, and you go through a bunch of cool little dioramas, then you have the greenhouses. But the dioramas are really neat because they have a lot of like little idiosyncrasies that are like fun to talk about. So the first room, you know, you go in and it's storming. And there's fans blowing and it's cool. It looks destructive. It looks destructive. One one could even say that although this storm looks violent and destructive to us, uh-huh. to nature. It's a new beginning in the cycle of life. Oh, wow. You know why, Rob? Why? Because all of the water gets trapped by the roots as it travels underneath the land. They uh-huh. extract precious nutrients and minerals from the, from the surrounding mud. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm so, learning so much right now. I know. Now. It's so crazy. <laughs> but... Yeah, they they have this first diorama. They have the the storm room, With which the is lightning, and it's the um, lightning and the fan. And it's it's honestly, if you're a big fan there of thunderstorms, is a like fan I am, in there. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a big fan of thunderstorms, like I am, this room is just very pleasant. Yeah, and it's very uh, cool feeling as well. So oh, this yeah. is this is a nice reprieve from the the heat and the humidity. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm already in a good mood. I know, right? Just talking about this. Right, this right's great. Uh, so then. You go through this first section, and they have the rainforest, mm-hmm. where they talk about it's it's the home of the most amazing concentration of life on our planet. That's that that is true, and yeah. also it has a waterfall. It has a waterfall. There's a monkey that like moves like half an inch upwards and half an inch downwards. There's um. There's two crocodiles. Yeah, I wasn't of... sure if they're crocs or gators. No, they're they're crocs. I know if I was looking at them, but yeah, uh, we're not there. Well, it all depends on whether or not you see them. You know, in a later. Or uh, in a while. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, um, one interesting thing to note about this room is, uh, well, actually, two interesting things. So, uh, one is, is that uh, this is the first room that Garden Grill um, can actually overlook into, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat, because like, you can look up while you're on the ride and see Garden Grill up above you, which is always you know really fun when like a three-year-old kid like screams because they see Chip and Dale. Yeah. And they're not paying attention to the fact that there's a butterfly that has like eight foot wings, like two feet away from you. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, since you're on the boat, you can't tell because there's a canopy yeah. above the boat. Yeah. Yeah. This is also the room where, um, I'm going to spoil some of the magic for you. The, the whole top half of the land pavilion is mm-hmm. basically conference rooms and office buildings. Yep. Um, which sometimes if your manager wants to summon you up there, yeah, go. Uh, so I had to do a class up there once where I basically had to sit there for an hour uh, while they told us about the then four keys of the Disney company. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm just hearing rumbles of thunder and then boat narration from down below. <laughs> I'm just like, there's got to be a better place we could do this. So I have an interesting story about that as well, but it's actually not related to this room. It's related to a different room. Well, I got another one about the barn once we get there. Oh, dude, the barn. The <laughs> barn's so good. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, another interesting thing about this room is that this was one of the, uh, despite the fact that there are very clearly crocodiles in here, this was one of the few 
locations that had any signs of like reptiles removed after the unfortunate accident with the kid a couple of years ago. 2016. 2016, yeah. yeah. So that was always interesting because they are like such a centerpiece of this particular section of the room that it was weird when they were gone. Um, and now they're they're there. They're there. Yeah. Uh, this room is also befitting a rainforest. It's a little bit more hot and humid. Um, and it has that nice Disney water smell that mm-hmm. we love to associate. That nice bromide yeah, smell. Yeah, you love bromide. Yeah. I got news for you. This is your kind of attraction. Honestly, the, this, the rainforest section is really cool. And then you get to the desert room. Uh, yeah, the arid desert region. Yes. It's, uh, it is... <clears throat> A very different, but no less beautiful, living system. Okay. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat because the the desert room is the one that arguably is the, I guess, quote unquote, the most boring of the diorama oh, rooms. I'll go ahead and say it's the worst. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's neat because of the the lighting and like the effects in there. Like it's like, ooh, you're yeah, in the desert. It's, it's also like... got a fan. Yeah. In there, but it's not the fan I want. No. Um, not the fan you want. No. It, yeah. Yeah, we have to talk about the desert, sure. Oh yeah, but as we leave the desert, we get to one of the most important parts of the ride, mm-hmm. where you learn about the American Prairie. Okay. The, well, the, you know, here's the thing. The American prairie once appeared as desolate as the desert. But over time, the hooves of the mighty buffalo, mighty buffalo. <laughs> helped create the rich soil. I always love the way he says the hooves. The hooves. The hooves of the mighty, of the mighty buffalo. buffalo. <laughs> but then, like, there's prairie dogs. Yeah, there's prairie dogs. There's a rooster. There's a doggo. Well, no, that's the, that, that's the next room. The next room has those. Well, I, yeah, I mean, like they all. I mean, you're right. This, kind of this blend room together. blends in. Yeah, the the prairie blends into the farm as as one does. But yeah, the mighty buffalo and the prairie dogs, and then the goat, and then we go to the farm with you got you got the rooster on the was it on the mailbox on the mailbox yeah, yeah fucking. Crowing, crowing the whole away. time, crowing away the whole time. The dog is just barking the whole time. Yeah, the goat is braying. Yeah, the goat's name is Tom, by the way. I did not know that. Well, it's not really. It's just what me and everyone else calls him. Oh, because you know Tom's the goat. There hey. it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So, fun story about this room though, because this is the one you can notice Garden Grill easily. Hundred percent left. Yeah, very um, visible. Very visible. So, like, sometimes you'll see a character meeting somebody right right there. Oh, yeah, Mickey Mouse is in Garden Grill, now that I think about it, because I've seen Mickey Mouse oh, from, yeah. from the boat. yeah, he does show up there, doesn't he? Um, so, that you'll also, like, yeah, people will be clanking their knives and forks on the plates and stuff, and you're just like... So, if you didn't if you didn't know, now you know. Um, but funny story, uh, being from my character background, there was, there was a slow night, I was told, by multiple people, where Chip and Dale... The fun people they are. They have aprons with pockets on them as part of their costume. Okay. And Garden Grill has a buffet aspect to it. And so one of the monks got the other one and they loaded up their pockets with dinner rolls. And then Chip, we'll say Chip, Chip walks over to this window at the farm and decides he's going to try and hit the rooster or the mailbox with dinner rolls. Uh, okay. Yes. So I, this happened late in the late in the night. I know, but at one point, 
the two chipmunks were chucking dinner rolls into the farm scene, trying to hit the rooster on the mailbox. So nobody um, was fired. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's the most unbelievable aspect of that story. <laughs> that's what, I, uh, I don't know how many dinner rolls were thrown. I do know they ran out. Well, cause this is, well, this was the room that I was going to have my anecdote about um, just working upstairs because when I worked at the lands, um, there the upper floor of this room is also all offices, but it's also where you do all of your food safety training. Mm. <clears throat> and, and so, getting back to the the clever animal audio we were just talking about, I'm sure that played a, a role. In what so you're about to say. imagine that you're taking a test that will basically determine whether or not you can continue to work for Disney in a food service capacity, because you not only have to go through your your verification and your training tests where they like, they certify you mm-hmm. to actually handle food, but they also have like miniature kitchens upstairs so that if you are working in the food area, you can do some prep work up there so you're and then transfer the everything down downstairs. Yeah. 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 Efficient use of space. Oh, for sure. Uh, and there is nothing more infuriating than sitting there and all you hear is this fucking dog <laughs> and the fucking crow. <laughs> Like I'm, literally, I'm literally sitting there and I'm just like, okay, I have to focus. And it just keeps going. No, that would be bad. And I'm like, dude, you need to stop. Just, like it, it's bad enough when like, because uh, I was, I was in this uh, ride once where it was clearly noticeable at like right before the rainforest that the ride was stopped. So like the pumps weren't pumping no more. Oh boy. So like we basically just glided slower than I'll get out. Um, and the the waterfall in the rainforest helped propel us through the next vignettes. But this was the slowest I ever went through this ride, but we lost so much steam getting to the farm. I wanted to just get out because <laughs> it's exactly what you're saying with the dog and the roost. And yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this is torture. Well, it's like once I got stuck on spaceship earth and it was the room uh, right after the civil war ends so the oh, kid, yeah. the kid in the corner, just kept screaming, "Extra, extra! Read all about it. Civil War is over." Yeah, Lee surrenders at Appomattox. <laughs> extra, extra! Read he just all kept about saying it, it. <clears throat> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And the music is playing. Do 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 uh, so that was my anecdote about the farm room. Yours sounded a lot more fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yours know. sounds awful. Yeah, I should have let you go first. That's I don't know awful. How they didn't get fired. Uh, um, I don't know either. But again, it, I know like the restaurant didn't have many people in it because, granted, it's not a big restaurant anyway. And characters have told me this. Unlike most character dining, a character can finish around very quickly there. Right to the point where they go, I've already met this family. I've met this family multiple times now. So when it gets late enough and you're like, I'm not going around again, you keep yourself preoccupied. Like sometimes they, they dance, they just do they they just do whatever the fuck they want. Sure. But smuggling dinner rolls with you and your partner to then walk over to chuck them onto an active ride <laughs> is something else. Um, I was told that they did hit the rooster, but I don't know how many times this took. I just. That boggles my mind. Genuinely boggles my mind. I mean, this is the Disney I know. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, then from here, from this diorama, you go into one of the best parts of the ride, or yeah. I should say the beginning of one of the best parts of the ride. Right, because, because now we're done with the robots. We're done with the robots. Robots are gone. Now we're in the barn. Yeah, now we're in the barn where on your left side is nothing but screens and speakers, and your right side is nothing. Nothing. But <laughs> the music. Uh, the music. Oh, there's this very pleasant little, like, guitar sort of solo thing going on. Yep, there's a guitar. I think um, there might be a harpsichord in there, too. It's so good. And basically the entire time they're just talking about all these new innovations. Um, yeah. One of one, one of which is just, uh, they, they talk about all these different countries. Uh, there's a different narrator this time. It's it's a female narrator as opposed to a male one. Yep. But the uh, the one that I guess is the most infamous one, it's because it uh, it features like a very close-up shot of a ladybug and an aphid. Yep. And it freaks people the fuck out. Sure. Um, but it's a, here at Epcot, we're learning to reduce the need for pesticides by using natural predators like ladybugs and wasps to control pests. Yes, this was the moment as a child I learned that ladybugs were predators. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did they, not know that. Yeah. Didn't come up. They're pretty gnarly. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this, this ride teaches you. Doesn't... Oh, yeah. You learn a lot. Yeah, you learn some stuff. But now we get into the coolest part of the ride. Yeah. So you get into the second part of the barn, and they're still playing the same music from earlier, except now they've now added a musical more, sting. There's there's more instruments. I know. It's so good. There's a subtle subtle violin, and, and then there's a bass. Oh, and then you get it to the end. It's so good. I don't know why. Every time. Every time. It's just this little, it's like a four note musical sting. And it's just so just take a pause and I, yeah, I think it's a harpsichord or maybe something similar to it. And then a bass out of nowhere. They just have their moment. It's so pleasant. Oh my gosh. And then you get to the greenhouses. Yeah, we, uh, we turn a corner and yeah, greenhouse. Greenhouse. You're yeah. just instantly in the greenhouses. And it's so fascinating because the the growing techniques that they use in here, they talk about this on the ride. And they're like, you know, a lot of what you see here winds up being used at like Disney restaurants. Obviously, they can't use all of it because... Yeah, well, some of it has know, to stay there. Some of it has to stay there, but also the fact that like there's just a lot of restaurants on property and they yeah, go this, way this too much doesn't. Food. This is also something as okay. So I mentioned the ladybugs a second ago. Mm-hmm. This this screwed me up for maybe a decade of me being at Disney World. My fun fact was, oh yeah, you know they grow all the food there. Well, no, <clears throat> no, they don't. I mean, how could they? Like this, this is a thing. Even adults to this day will still be like, yeah, all you know. Oh, you see all the heads of lettuce? That's they use all I mean that, they that's everywhere. they do grow a lot of food there. Uh-huh. <clears throat> in fact, that's one of the main reasons that this segment of the ride is so cool from like the logistics perspective mm-hmm. of the parks because uh the one of the more famous examples is in one of the later rooms which we'll get to but like they have a section where they grow tomatoes. But the tomatoes grow along like a lattice structure. Yeah. So when they're laid out like that, yeah. the, the vines can grow like triple the amount at of... At a higher yield production. Yeah. Like yeah. it's insane. And literally, uh, I think last year, because they were talking about this when food and wine started, uh, but last year they said they grew something around the lines of about four tons of tomatoes from like just those plants in there. And it's really wild because if you're like me and you go to the parks multiple times a month, 
you can actually witness the growth happen on the ride, which is just so That's fascinating to see. Because they really do quite a bit of, of growth in those weeks with the mm -hmm. with the techniques that they use. Um, and one thing that's always very interesting, too, is that uh, I always thought that this wasn't true. But when you first get into the greenhouses, they talk about how uh, Epcot scientists and the USDA, the yeah. US Department of Agriculture, yeah, like work together on new techniques here. Yep. And as a kid and as like an adult and like a, or as a teenager, I was always like, yeah, right. Okay. Like that's, that's probably just something that they're saying. saying. Yeah. Across the way, we also learn how to go to space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. can't be true. And what's really fascinating is I actually found out about six months ago, um, Disney actually got awarded a new grant. It was a continuation of an existing grant that they already had to work on food production. Uh, so it turns out that Disney was indeed working with the USDA for the past like 30, 40 years yeah. on new nutrient techniques. Yeah. Which is just so cool. Everyone, well, not everyone, but I'd say like a significant portion of people have this kind of assumption that the laboratory at the end of this ride it's is not a real, show. it's just for show. Yeah. It turns out that it is, it is a real laboratory. Like they do actual real work and they're yeah, talking go, about like soil samples figure. and yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane because you, you look at it and you're like, Oh, look like they're, they're titrating all of these glasses. They're like ro rotating around and ooh, ooh, ooh wow. You know, like science, science stuff. And... This person held a beaker to their eye while looking at it. Right. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, no, it turns out like it's an actual functioning laboratory, like just a real functioning laboratory. Like they take soil samples and, and like samples of all the, of all the plants that are in there and they work on their own internal pesticides. Uh, I actually found out too, that uh, one of the pesticides that we use against weevils was actually co-developed in that laboratory. How about that? Isn't that wild? That is wild. I, like all these years, I literally just assumed that it was just a fake laboratory, and it turns out no, it's like it's a real functioning lab. Now I I haven't done the behind, behind the scenes the tour, seeds walking tour, um, which uh, a couple of our friends actually just, just did. did yeah, um, I was about so to text still, them how much it cost. Yeah, I still have to do. I think it's like a hundred dollars. Fucking what? Which really isn't. That's really not terrible if you think about it. Uh, uh, it's, wow. it's. I mean, it's expensive. I, I mean, I'm like, thinking about it. I'm not doing it. Well, it's like it's like a it's like a three and a half hour tour. Yeah, that's what they said on Gilligan. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, anyway, so you get to the greenhouses, yep. and it's really fascinating because tropical plants. Yeah, cacao. You, you really get to see a lot of jackfruit. Um, interesting plants that you don't traditionally see in your. Uh, supermarkets. Uh, some of these, you you know, you get you the definitely do. Ones. They got some staples like bananas growing on either side of the boat. Yes, the ride was definitely not sponsored by Chiquita. What? That's definitely so crazy. wasn't. No, that's so nuts. Why would they ever do that? Wow. Yeah. But yeah, papaya, bananas, cacao, coffee, and rice. Coffee and rice are well known around the world. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of neat because they they have all these plants and they talk about what parts of them are edible and what aren't. Yeah. What's the one where? Uh... The, even the root is water edible. lily. The water lily. Yeah. yeah, you can make it into flower. Yeah, some like the water lily thrive in wet, swampy areas there and waterways. All parts of this plant, even the flower petals, are edible. The starchy root of the plant has long been used to make flour for baking. Yeah. One day, many of these lesser-known tropical plants may be as important as the bananas growing on both sides of the See? boat. There it is. There it is. I knew it. <laughs> And at this point, you want to reach out and get a banana. 
but you can't. Do not do that. Don't do that. Yeah, keep just stay in your boat. Yeah. Chill out. There, there are signs everywhere that literally say, you know, don't signs, get off the boat. Signs mean nothing to me. I, <laughs> this, this doesn't mean anything. I can't read. I can't read. No. <laughs> I know banana, though. And uh, then you go from there into the aquaculture room, uh, which I've always found really cool. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you ever feel guilty when you go in there? No. Uh, not even like the day after we were in Ohana and I had like 10 shrimp? No. Oh, I did. Felt really bad. Well, so I've gone in there. Especially because that shrimp tank was near empty. And I go, this Listen. might be my fault. <laughs> the one that is always kind of interesting to me is that they they make a lot of... Uh, it's like tilapia, bass, tilapia. and catfish yep. are like the three main ones that they make in there. And to the best of my knowledge, there's only like two or three places on Disney property that you can even get catfish at. Ooh. Like, I think Where there's one in New Orleans. New Orleans Square, I think you can get catfish. Um, and uh, You mean Port Orleans? Or? Port Orleans, sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm with that was, you. That was I'm Disneyland. Yeah, Christ. Uh, yeah, Port Orleans. I think there's a place there you can get blackened catfish as like one of their, one of the meals. Oh, that sounds good. And I think Coral Reef. Are th- I think those are literally the only two places on Disney property that you can get catfish. Okay. So it actually wouldn't surprise me if all the catfish all of on the Disney catfish, property yeah, came from there. You're right. There. That wouldn't be surprising. Tilapia. That's a whole other ball game. Good luck. Yeah, tilapia is like all over the it's, place. That's their fun yeah. fish. Yeah. And and uh, bass is oh, also yeah, everywhere. Bass is a pretty like, good staple. Yeah. yeah, very good staple. Uh, then of course you know you've got the uh, the shrimp. So yeah. there's like all these little shrimp tanks, which never seem to really have more than like one or two shrimp at a time. In That's them. what I've been noticing for years. So like as bad as I felt the first the first time I noticed there wasn't many shrimp left, I, I don't feel like there's many shrimp ever. Yeah. I mean, I think part of that has to do with the fact that shrimp, from what I understand, need like a fairly large area to actually like live in. Okay, so there's not many for a reason. Yeah, like I okay. think it's just split up that way because it's easier for the handlers to take care of it and it's better for the health of the animals. That's, that's a good point. Uh, and yeah, the aquaculture room is pretty interesting because they they just have all these all these fishers on display. Yep. And the red canopy up top. Yes. And, uh, I and think... the room is always slightly hotter than all the other rooms. Yep, because <laughs> it's trapping all the heat. But like, yeah. I know they picked red to uh, prevent... I forget what it's called. It's better for the fish, I think. Well, it's better for... So the thing... Things don't grow in the tank. Yeah. Like um, algae or something else. I think it's algae. Yeah. So that's why it's a red canopy at top. So like the red light prevents that from happening. Yeah. They still have to scrub it down every so often. Oh, which is sure. Which is actually really cool to see. I've actually seen it done before. And those tanks are way deeper than you think they are. Oh, well, I remember, way deeper. remember a couple of times ago, I'm looking through and I, I'm looking at the tilapia go by and like it's a whole school. And then I noticed like another school just came from the bottom of mm-hmm. the tank from what I could perceive. And I went, holy fuck, where did you all come from? Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it can't. Yeah, exactly what you're saying It's like it's way deeper than you think it is. I mean, I it's got to be well over eight feet. Yeah. No, literally, uh, the tank that's on the left, as soon as you walk in, I've gone through the ride before where they're cleaning it out. And, you know, you're t- these people, like, have to climb, like, a ladder to get down into it. <laughs> like, it's insane. And I'm literally looking at this, and I'm like, there's no way this tank isn't deeper than, like, four or five feet. No, no, it's, it's no, no, deep. No, no, it's, that's as much as you can see. Right, it's yeah, deep. Yeah. Unlike the, 
the integrated aquaculture tank that's later on right. is a little that smaller. one is a, that, that one, one is a shorty yeah. yeah but yeah so you go into the aquaculture room and after you're done that you get into uh, what I like to refer to as the crazy parts of the ride well because this is when this is when those lab people we were just talking about this is when they flex with all their creative growing techniques and their I guess that's the only way I can I mean, say this. Some of them, some of them are pretty nuts. Yeah. The uh, the we were joking about it just a few minutes ago, but the the, the heads of lettuce that are in the nutrient yeah. film, <laughs> they they literally can grow to their full size in two weeks. I found that out because I was like watching a documentary about like NFTs, mm-hmm. not you know not those. Oh NFTs, right, this is the but... room with the quote NFT, yeah. which isn't what you're thinking it's the nutrient film technique yes which essentially it's it's like layers of film that have like proteins in them that are kind of like layered in between the dirt Mm -hmm. so as the roots get further and further down they always have access to ready fresh nutrients and it's just really cool because they can literally grow a full head of lettuce in like two weeks as opposed to like a month and it's so fascinating Yep, this... it's just it's very cool. Uh, let's see what other what other growing techniques are in this one. It's there's the, the vertical one. Yeah, the vertical growing one. We, we talked about that with the tomatoes. Yeah, eggplants. Yeah. Oh, yes, you're right. The eggplants can do it too. What's yeah. the one with like the shelves that like don't waste water? Oh, okay. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But it's a it's basically a bunch of like white trays that are stacked on top of each other. Yes. And when water is like expelled from like the upper layers it literally it falls, falls down into, into the, the ones underneath one. it yeah. so that there's virtually no water like wasted no it's a it's a, it's a trickle down system that works yeah it's <laughs> that's yeah there you go yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> zing it's it's just cool <laughs> it's just really cool to see all these different ways that they actually work on developing how these plants can like grow and actually wind up making more food with the same amount of materials very, very fascinating. Waste not, whatnot. I think the I think the actual quote from the ride is that uh, they make something around like fifteen tons of produce every year in yes. those in those greenhouses. Right. Which like when you look at the size of those greenhouses, it's that's astounding. That's just actually astounding to think about because they're not very big. No, and I forget what the percentage of produce that comes out of there that's served throughout Walt Disney World, but I want to say it's close it's, to it's 10%, a lot. Yeah. Which Ten percent doesn't sound like a lot, but like, <laughs> dude, if you're making your own stuff, that's insane. Well, look at it this way, right? If they serve fifteen tons of food out of that greenhouse every year, and only ten percent of it is what's actually sent to the front, yeah, that means they're making over one hundred and fifty tons of of food or, or of vegetables of produce, every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, needed. Like that's that's a lot. That's a lot that's, of that's, that's a lot, lot of a lot of meals, folks. It's just insane. And then you go further in. They've got uh, another growing technique, which I've always found pretty interesting. I don't know what the name of this one is called either, but basically they have, it's all spices. So all the spices oh, yeah. are mounted on these on the wall vertical thing. like wall plants, yep. or these like wall holders that like they can grow upwards and outwards so that they don't get like constricted by growing down into the ground. And then they have in the last room, they have these they're like poles that are like hanging from the ceiling on like a motorized track and they, they move through a mister. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's like a wall that goes around the room and it like has a mist in it that like sprays. You just makes that. Yeah. 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 That, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, 
And then you have the integrated aquaculture, which we were talking about earlier. Yep, hydroponics meets aquaculture. (laughs) Two words I definitely knew before this ride. No. 100%. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the integrated aquaculture is pretty interesting because uh, this tank is much smaller than the other ones that are in the the Mm -hmm. rest of the area. A fact that they try to hide by putting curtains behind it, which is just... Kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know what, why they were doing that. but Now, I, I can, again, I can only assume that obviously everything is above board and copacetic and that the fish are okay. I mean, they're tilapia. Well, there's less fish in there. Yes, that's, that's true. They're also yeah, significantly yeah. less fish. Yeah. But the idea is that the fish poop just kind of fertilizes, fertilizes the plants. And then the fish eat parts of the plant. Yeah. And it's symbiotic. It's symbiotic. Yeah. All you have to do is clean it every so often. Every so often, but not yeah, too the, often. The fish provide like a natural source source of fertilizer for the plant. For the plants, and the plants keep the water clean. So Done. there you go. Problem Done. problem solved. Then there's the lab. Yep. The lab is really cool. Uh, now that we know that it's an actual functioning lab. Yep. Uh, they talk about the samples that they take every single day, and they kind of like post them on the wall. So that's always kind of fun too, because you can literally just be like, "Oh, hey, look! Like they're they're working on like." Uh, bananas, coconut, and jackfruit today, uh, and it's—I don't know—it's just. Really I, I, I know what you're trying to say, but it's—it's yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's cool. Uh, and then you get to the end of the ride. Yeah, where that, they, that tunnel. Yeah, where you sometimes get stuck. Yeah, sometimes you lose momentum here too. Yeah, you just. Oh my gosh! You kind of just like you get stuck there. There's like a there's like a pump that's like halfway through this room. Yep. But like, if you don't get to it. Then you just kind of sit there and drift until either the boats behind you hit you, yeah, or you like naturally inch your way forward until you hit that pump and you get pushed into the end of the ride. Which uh, I like to play a game with all of my friends whenever I'm at Disney World, which is uh, picking the person that you are from the end wall. Right. Oh, the flash. Uh, um, so the pictures of children and uh, old people around fruit. Oh, yeah. yes, the old. I guess the people. People around fruit and produce. Uh, like Tomato Girl and uh, Blueberry Boy. It's all about and... Blueberry Boy. Blueberry Boy is king. And then there's a corn person. I forget carrot. Someone, someone's with carrots. <laughs> there's a. Uh... Hold on, I, I can I can look it up really quick. Okay, yeah, so yeah. there's there's like an old Russian woman next to a, a bunch of tomatoes. There's a French girl next to a bunch of cherries. Cherries. There's, there's two Asian folks that are next to what looks to be corn. That is Blueberry Boy. Yep. Obviously. Yep. There's some Hispanic looking folks that are next to corn as well. Maze. Maze, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing. There's some old Asian folks that are next to like tomatoes. Like there's there's just a bunch of stuff. And uh it's always fun just to like who's the best one? Because let's be honest here, we all know it's blueberry kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Tomato person's funny. Fun to me sometimes. Because they, they they look like they're not really enthused to be taking this photo. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's like a fun little game to play. Yeah. And then there's, uh, I mean, that's the end of Living with the Land. But yeah, we get some pan flute music to play us out. Yes. Yeah. Not as good as the initial opening notes. I mean, the opening notes are just so damn good. Oh, they hit. They're unreal. Um, but there are some other cool things about this ride that are a little unique, which kind of lends it like a little bit of a cooler flair as well. So in the winter months... Uh, so when oh, yeah. Walt Disney World starts celebrating the winter months, they have... You know, in November. Yes. They call it the uh, the glimmering greenhouses uh, because mm. they... Okay. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. So starting in November, they put lights up all over the greenhouses, so it looks like it's like a little festive. And obviously, Epcot as a whole transforms during the holiday yep. season because celebrate holidays around the world. Yes, and it's so much fun. But uh, I just think it's pretty neat that Living with the Land also has these sort of show elements that are added to it on a seasonality basis. It's right. just kind of neat. I think the first time they did it was maybe 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah. Because this this came with zero fanfare. Yeah. I mean, they, they, didn't pub, they didn't publicize this. They didn't talk about this. It was just one day I was on the ride and my family was draining me of all my energy. So I was like, uh, and then we're, we're getting past the part with, um, the pesticides and the, the barn, the barn and the, <laughs> you know, the, the music we talked about. And then I hear a kid in the first boat say Christmas lights. And I'm like, this, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. And so then we turn and I go, holy shit, there's Christmas lights in here. It's a new plant. It's well, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know what this kid was talking about because, yeah, we were on the ride. It's nighttime, but it's well lit in the greenhouses even at night. And, yeah, they, the tunnel had Christmas lights in it. And the next section had, like, Christmas light figures of a snowman. And, like, the trees had lights in them. And I was like, <laughs> this, it made my it made my day. It, it really did. And I was like, wow. this. And they even changed the narration to reflect that because they talk about uh, chocolate, where it comes from. You know, chocolate, which is found in many of our holiday treats, comes from the coca plant. And it's like, oh, oh, or cacao, cacao plant. And it was like, oh, wow, okay. And then they talk about spices for, like, eggnog. And I'm like, this, what a ride. <laughs> it's just cool. It's cool. It is cool. There's not a lot of rides that get, like, a I, holiday overlay. I was just thinking that. Here at Disney World, they stress we don't want to do overlays because people need that attraction if it's their one, one trip in 10 years. But, right. like, this one, it works. It's just, it's cool. Ah, it's very cool. Very nice. And then they have the tours. So the most famous one is the Behind the Seeds tour, mm-hmm. where they do, it's a it's a three and a half hour walking tour where they talk about all of the different, like, method, methods that they use to, like, actually grow stuff, which is just really, it's really neat. Uh, and I think at one point you also get to feed the fish. Like, I think that's a thing that you also get to do during it. Okay. Then they have another tour which uh, I'm actually blanking on the name of, but it's it's offered very rarely. It's like one or two times a month. Um, let me see if I can actually look it up because I genuinely don't remember what it's called. Okay. Um, what do they do on this tour? This is the one that is, it's like a full, a full walkthrough of everything. I think on this one, you even get to go to the laboratory. I, yeah, I was thinking, is this the one with the laboratory? Yeah, I, I mean, believe I didn't it know is. if they're still doing that one. Uh, sans pandemic. Lots of these things have changed in my mind. I didn't know yes, they all came Yes, back. they have. Um, do, 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 I'd have do, to, do, I really do, have to do, see do, if do, I can remember. We're still looking. Still looking, yeah. Please hold. Well, I guess, I guess it's not even offered on the website anymore, so I guess it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Disregard. Well, anyway, they used to offer another tour that you could go on where you could literally do um, like a full walkthrough of the entire attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the one that allowed you to actually like walk in the middle of the garden. Like they would give you those little booties to wear. Oh, sure. 
because uh, on the behind the seeds tour, you can only walk along like the outer edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the 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 other one that I'm thinking of, which I I really am upset that I can't remember the name of. Yeah, but, it's not here anyway. Yeah, literally, you used to be able to like walk. You could like touch the plants, like that was that was that seems counterproductive. Yeah, but like it was also expensive. So I, I guess they figured that like you're oh, not gonna. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You'd be serious about it, and you signed up for it. Serial. So like they've got all your information. Yeah, they will kick you out. Yeah, but yeah. Living with the land, incredible ride. It's uh, again, it's one of my favorites. I, I, you know, it's I, I jokingly suggested that we do this one as like just sort of a, a way to talk about like an old Epcot ride. Yeah. Uh, because Epcot is still sort of undergoing its it's it's, it's in a state of transformation. It's in a state of flux, and we were discussing like, wow, there's nothing in what used to be Future World that is. Yeah. Oh, uh, original. I mean, even Spaceship Earth has gone through dramatic changes on the inside, and I guess now it's got a glow up on the outside. So. Yeah. I mean, the glow up is great on the outside. I'm yeah. still a little leery about the what uh, they future have change coming. The, yeah. Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. I'm I'm still worried about that. A future we'll discover together. Please no. Okay. Because <laughs> um, then we won't have that narration anymore. No, but the narration again. We're on the third iteration i think third or fourth iteration now yeah Yeah. and it's the first one with that uh choose your own ending yeah but But this one's been around for like 20 years dude 16 not not yet almost 16 it'll make it to 16 okay yeah well yeah i mean it's just living with the land is like a it's it's a classic yeah and it's again the internet is i didn't realize how many people I genuinely or ironically, I don't know. It's 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 many people's top attraction at Epcot, which shocks me. But at the same time, it does. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so we just wanted to say uh, thank you uh, for everyone that joined us on this uh, amazing journey, just journey of, of discovery, discovery and awareness and awareness. Yeah, because together. We can learn together how to live with the land. <laughs> well, guys, uh, don't forget to follow us on our uh, one social account, which is our Instagram account at That's eTicketPod. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll post something, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we'll be putting out some more episodes shortly. Now that Halloween Horror Nights is coming up, and the the seasonality of fall is coming in, so that'll be that'll be pretty nice. So the leaves are changing. We hear. Well, I mean... No, not here. Not here. But, but we hear they're changing. I mean, the weather is changing. Yeah, the it's weather outside hotter. is weather. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, once again, my name is Mike. And I'm Rob. And together, we are the E-Ticket Podcast. Thank you for listening. See you.